This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay. Welcome, Rabbi Sai. Baruchim Abayim to the Kailal Mitsuyanim here in Young Israel, Kugarn Hills, with all the great Tamidah Chachamim here. And we want to welcome all of our Torah Anytime viewers and all the people listening on JRoot Radio. So, Wednesday Shear was based on one line in the Yushalmi where Shmuel said, <coughs> Shmuel said whenever he can't have Kavana by davening, he counts the birds. So he said, I once heard that before. No, that's when you couldn't fall asleep and your mother told you to count the sheep. But Shmuel said when he couldn't be mechavin by Shmuel Esrei, he counted the birds. And nobody understands what did Shmuel mean that in order to have Kavana by Shmuel Esrei, he counts the birds. So Rabbi Shua Heller has this great discovery that if you count the birds in Parsha Shmini or in Parshas Re'eh, we will find in Parsha Shmini there are 20 birds and in Parshas Re'eh there are 21 birds. However, if you look in the Gemara Chulin, Rabbi Avo says, the Ra'a, the Aya, the Daya, the Aya, the Daya, all these four birds are... One bird! Oh, if they're all one bird, then guess how many birds are both in Shmini and in Re'e? 19. Each bird corresponds to another bracha Shmana Esrei. In order to be Mechamin Shmana you have to know what bird corresponds to it. Think about the bird and then you'll be Mechamin. So we went through so far how many? Four. Very good. The Nesher is the Mida of Mogin. The Nesher protects its young. Kenegin Mogin Abraham. The Ozniah, which is the third bird, is from Oiz. That corresponds to Gevurais, the second, the second bracha Shmanesse. Why does the third bird correspond to the second bracha? So we said a whole Kabbalistic idea, and we brought it down through the mashal of ice cream, that there's something called Heshtaushalos, and there's something called Hanhaga. There's the way things come down to the world, and now after the reality, the way you organize it. So the way it comes down to the world is Chesed, Din, Rachamim, but the reality of it, once it's here, is Chesed, Rachamim, Din. Okay, then the Peres. Peres is... Um, a lashon of pras, a little bit of both, a little bit of chesed, a little bit of din, right? A piece of both, and that's the midah of Yaakov Avinu. Somebody uh, sent me a message, peres sounds like te-feres, right? Which is Yaakov Avinu. Okay, but it's with a different letter, a samach and a saf. Okay, then atachoinen is uh, in re'eh, it's ra-aya, and in shmini it's da-a-aya-daya. That's why it's Adachan Lam Das, Lam Lanash Bina is Shmini. Chanemit Chadeya, Bina Vahaskel is Re'eh. We are now up to the fifth bracha. So you say, I didn't get that. What can I do? You should have been here Wednesday. Otherwise, you'll catch on Torah anytime. Okay. Um, let's, we're up to the fifth bracha. The fifth bracha corresponds to which bird? The Oirev. Oh, the raven. The black raven. <laughs> Says the base Tfilah. Says Rav Yishua Heller, Habracha Chamisha Yibracha Tshuva, Lomasa Mechavin Oif HaOyrev. Utchila Navar, first we have to understand the nature of the Oyrev, corresponding to the gather of Tshuva. And what we have to learn is what corruption comes from a lack of Tshuva, what kind of practice do sinners have without Tshuva. Because, in other words, the raven will represent what one will be like if they don't do Tshuva. In other words, you know why you need to do tshuva? Think about the raven. So let's talk about the following thing. This may sound prejudiced, 
But at least in Tanakh, you know, I can't be apologetic for God. In Tanakh, there are different colors, and colors represent different things. I have nothing against any people, it doesn't matter what their color is. All man is created in the image of God, and we're grateful to all human beings that behave properly. However, there are color connotations. And that is, what does the color black connote in Tanakh? I'm not saying my opinion. Again, all men, all men are created equal, except for the Jewish people. But, um, black corresponds to sin. That's just the way it is in Tanakh. Shechayra ani v'nava benois Yerushalayim ka'alei kedar kiriyoshlaimai I'm black and beautiful. So you say, no, that means black is beautiful. Okay, you can say whatever you want. But um, what does it refer to? The Medrash says, Shechayra ani v'nava, look at number four, im shechayra lama nava, v'chiyei shechayra nava, is black beautiful? El amra knez Yisrael, shechayra ani b'masai, I'm black in my actions, v'nava ani b'masai, I'm beautiful in the actions of my forefathers. Meaning black is a way of, of describing improper activity. And Nava is a way of describing beautiful activity. Shechayra anibim etzrayim. When I was in Egypt, I was, I was allegorically black. And I was beautiful at Sinai. I was black alayam when I rebelled. And I was beautiful in my statements. I was black at the time of the Egal. And I'm beautiful b'masei hamishkan. I was black b'shar by the Egel. And I'm beautiful b'shar. Again, this is not um, in any way undermining anybody's rights or anybody's status. This is just the reality of so the color. He was not black? What? He was, he was not black. He checked the color? Who? What? He said, I was, I was no, in the time of Mitzrayim, I was, I was acting improperly, but I acted properly at Sinai. It just, Shechayra is an allegory for improper behavior. Another proof, another proof that that color represents sin. What color represents tshuva? White. White represents tshuva. White like snow. White like wool. That represents freedom of sin. I know, but I just wrote in Shashirim, Shechayra is Chachet. Uh, they're both black and red. They're both sinful. Yeah, they're the most, two most expensive cars. Highest insurance. They're most, right? Anyway, black and red, but black is sin, white is purity. Another raya. Techateini ve'ezoi ve'etara. Purify me with the hyssop and I'll be pure. Techabaseini u'mishel agalben. So again, we see white is cl- being cleaned from sin. Fine. So what do we see from it? Now, let's get more than that. Not only is black a reference to sin, but even more than black, sin is referred to as excrement. Okay? Excrement. If you can't handle this, you know, you have to find the more sanitary shear, sanitized shear. We're not sanitizing anything over here. Joshua is wearing the soiled garments. Sin is referred to as soiled garments. Avoin is a soiled garment. So sin is black, sin is excrement. What color is a raven? 
Really? You you ever saw one? Yes. Where? Where? Baltimore. No, where? Where? On the on the newspaper? No, I saw the trees. They're 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 purple. They're purple. How do you know ravens are black? You saw one? You have one in your backyard? Come on. How do you know ravens are black? There's only one way. What does the Torah say? That doesn't say it was <coughs> black. The truth is, it's not true. Ravens are white. Yeah. When they're born, at least. The, the Medrash Tanchuma says, Ha'oyrev moilid levanim. When a raven is born, he's white. He's a white man. And the hot father says to his wife, uh, This ain't mine. Get at, what's going on? I don't understand. I, I'm a black man. Because the ravens are black. The kid is born white. So he turns to her, he says, uh, something's, something's wrong over here. Something is wrong over here. And he accuses her of infidelity. And he's disgusted with her, and he gets rid of her. He leaves her. What kind of kid is this? You lived with a white bird? What's going on? That's the story of the raven. Ravens are born white, and when the kid is born, the father says to the wife, what's going on over here? So the truth is, the raven is the exact opposite of the Baal Shuva. Because we know, like you said, ravens are black, but they're born white. So they start off white and they turn black. The Bauchuva starts off black and turns white. In other words, the motivation for Chuva is you need to do the opposite of the raven. The raven represents the antithesis of Chuva. The raven is the antithesis of Chuva. Whoever has a Honda Civic 2009, please, you're blocking the driveway. Okay, so... Um, so the raven is the opposite of the Baal Tshuva. Says Rabbi Shoheler, To cast away the black, um, dirty, soiled garments. And to wear white, <coughs> white garments in their place. And while until now the nature of the Baal Tshuva was described with the color Shachar, and the sin and Tshuva is referred to the turning of white. By the way, another Raya that um, sin is referred to in that color is, it says, kushi How could the Baal Tshuva do, how could someone do Tshuva? Can a leopard, a black man change his color? Again, this is just allegorical, but the Torah doesn't uh, um, look down on any race or any color, as long as somebody believes in the Lord and follows the seven Noahide laws. Okay. Hine, hine, what? Yeah, I have to be careful on the video, you know. Now when a person does shuva, they have to wear white clothing. And David HaMel says, Techabseini Mishalag Abin. Now let's show how the nature of the Oirev and his, his antithesis and Tumah is the exact opposite of Tshuva. The Medrash Tanchuma says that the Oirev, when it gives birth, it gives birth to white children. And then Rabbi said, we're going to see the children turn black. The exact opposite about Tshuva. Take a look in the Medrash Tanchuma. 
Medrashtan Chumas says number nine, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yavoy Oireb Shuach Zorri Yabana V'yanakar Oysa V'yal Yehanami Mena The Oireb is a quintessential achzar on its children, V'yavoy Gesher Shurachmani Yabanov V'yahanami Mena How do I know an Oireb is cruel to its children? It says, Mi Yachin L'Oireb Tzedai Who will prepare for the raven its provisions? Ki Yiladav El Al Yashu Yisu Livli Oichel. The children have nothing to eat. Listen to what the Medrashan Chuma says. The Oirev has white children, and the Zachar says to the Keva, "You are not faithful to me." And Rabbi said, "We're going to see where the incredibly where the food of the raven comes from. Maybe it's good um, where the food of the raven comes." By the way, Rashi says in Ksubis, even though it's born white. Look at number 10, Kishagada Mashchir. When it grows up, it turns black. And the father will love it. The exact opposite of the Baal Tshuva. The Baal Tshuva is considered when it's... The Baal Tshuva is black, sullied, soiled, full of excrement. And its father, who's the father of the Chaytei? God does not like the the Avaryan. God hates the Rasha. And when it turns white, God loves the Baal The exact opposite of the Oireb, that when it's white, its parents forsake it, and when it's black, its parents embrace it. Look at number 11. One of the um, result, results of Shuvah is to bring close the sinner to his Father in Heaven. Uh, while before they were distant from it. Like the Navi Yirmiya says, Ki alai. The Gemara and Brachis says, Shalom, Shalom, Larachik Lakarov. Through Tshuva, we break the Mechitza Shal Barzal, that's Mavsik between us and Akalish Baruchu. Like it says, Ki Avanosechem, Avdilem Beinechem. And the Zayar Kadosh describes the Baal Tshuva like a Tinoik, uh, someone who doesn't have air is like a child separated from his mother which is a terrible tsar to the parent. And when the Rasha does tshuva, he's miskariv to Like Rabbeinu Yoyna says, in the Sharet Shuva, excuse me, in the Reishas Chachma, the Reishas Chachma writes, what is tshuva? To return to your father in heaven. Like it says, Habein Yaker Li Ephraim, Shashuim. We see from these psukim, the Chayte in the time of a sin, was a lavosh black distance from Hashem. And when we look at the development of the Oirev, we'll see mamish the opposite. When they're born and they're white, their parents hate it. Not only that, their parents are cruel to it. By the way, the only animal in the animal kingdom where the children are immediately alienated from its parents is the Oirev. And then when they become black... The, the parents love it. The exact opposite of the Baal Tshuva. And now we're going to learn something incredible. The Baal Tshuva, after it does Tshuva, what is the life of the Baal Tshuva? What is its merit? What, you know what the merit of the Baal Tshuva? You know what its source of life is? You know what its suchus is? The Aver itself. Like Rishlakish says, G'doy la Tshuva, Shezadoynois, Nasus loikis chuyos. After the Baal Tshuva does Tshuva, his greatest merit, if you do it properly, is the Avera itself. Meaning the life, 
the, the merit of the Baal Shuvah, the Gemara says, Amr Shlakish Gedod Shushadoz Nazos Kishkogos. And then he says, Gedod Shushadoz Nazos Kishkogos. Tan Meyava. Also, Rabbis, listen very carefully. The Toyelas for the Baal Shuvah comes from the Chayd itself. This is what it means. I will heal you from your wound. Your wound itself will be a source of healing. Yeah? Your, your wound itself will be a source of healing. Yeah? Your wound itself will be a source of healing. Yeah? Just press the self-destruct button. Yeah? The wound itself will be a source of 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 um of healing. And like Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Yochanan said, all that various that a person did, Hashem will consider Zuchuyais. And the Lashon of the Pasuk is who Yichyu. The Chiyas will come from the Avera itself. Now let's take a look at a few Lashonais. Look in Navi Yeshaya. Imrachatz Hashem Esoyas B'noisiyayin. The description of tshuva is if God will wash the excrement of the daughters of Tzion. Also, umit ruchatz, it says in Mishlei Lamed. And Marv Rabbi say, if we're going to make this comparison to the Baal Tshuva, the Baal Tshuva source of life is from the sin itself. And what feeds the Oirev? Listen to this incredible Medrash. The Medrash says that the father and mother distance the Oirev. So what's the Oirev going to eat? This is unbelievable. Look at number 16. The Gemara says, if a person wants to be Zoycha to Torah, they have to be cruel to their family like a raven. Right? It's, a, it's also the Gemara says. Why? Torah requires unusual dedication. But then the Gemara says like this. Rav Asi have a ask, and Rav Asi was busy. Chami had Oirev Ovid Khan. He saw a raven making a nest, Ovid Bayan making eggs, Ovid Afrecha making chicks. Nisavinun vihavinun bekidra charata. The Asha, the Apeon Tlas Yoimin. After three days, Ashkach, Yasain, the Avardin, Soya. They were producing excrement, v'tsoya aveda yitushin, and from the excrement came worms, and they ate the worms. What do the ravens eat when their parents forsake them? They produce excrement, it produces worms, and they eat, meaning the life, the vitality, and the whole source of nourishment of the, of the ravens is from the excrement. Same thing with the Baal Tshuva. The merit, the zchus, the vitality of the Baal Tshuva comes from the sin itself. Incredibly. So the raven then is like the antithesis of the Baal Tshuva. It's the symbol of the importance of Tshuva. It's the exact... Amazingly, now we can understand the very mysterious Zayar. Look at number 18. The Zayar says, Vayishlach es ha'oyrev When Noyach sent out the raven, who's the raven? Zehu David. That is a reference to David. What does that mean? Says Rabbi Shuheller, David was the one who established Ula Shel Tshuva, like Chazal Darshan on the Pasuk, Hu HaGever Hukam Oil. Like Chazal tell us, David really was not worthy to sin. The only reason he was sort of forced to sin is to teach that an individual could do Tshuva. Therefore, 
in Parshas Nayach, when it says, Vayishlach es ha'oyrev, it says, Da David. What does it say about the oyrev? He was halach yatsoi vashav. Yatsoi vashav, a reference to tshuva. The raven, who's the embodiment of the klipa, the oyrev is the antithesis of tshuva, is the representation of what happens when a person doesn't do tshuva, is, shows us the vitality of tshuva. David is marumas in the oyrev. Okay, now here we go. So we're saying now the bracha of tshuva in general. Hashiveinu avinu sarasacha, karveinu malkin alavadasacha, vachzireinu b'shuva shleima lefanecha. Great. We say hashiveinu, we say karveinu, we say hachazireinu. Three things to do tshuva for. It's reasonable to say that the three main things that one needs to do tshuva for are the three cardinal sins, uba azrayo, right? Abizrayo, and their dust, <coughs> meaning and their particles. What are the big three? Avodazara, Giliarayas, Shvichas Damim. We say three times, Hashivenu, Karvenu, Achzirenu. We know the three big things that one is chayat to Moshe Nefesh for Avodazara, Giliarayas, Shvichas Damim. These three things are connected to the three components of man. Your nefesh that goes up, your body that goes down into the ground, and what ties the guf, we said this many times, what ties the guf to the, to the nefesh? The ruach. The ruach ties the guf to the, um, the neshama. By the way, we said from the gra. Beinonim tuim ba'imdim is the ruach of a beinoni is suspended. What is your direction in life? Do you let your body take you down or do you like you, let your neshama pull you up? And the ruach is like benuyim, is like tuim, suspended, you know. Some days it's being pulled by the body and other days it's being pulled by the neshama. Fine. Avoidazara is a sin in the neshama. It's improper philosophy and attitude and perspective. In, a, a misjudgment of the seichel to worship um, that's dependent on the nefesh continue is what? the body the desire of the guf that's why we find when the Anshikneza wants excuse me even the chickens stop laying eggs gilayarayas is a physical drive shvichas domim is the thing that separates the soul from the body is the ruach. Haruach Lamala. Okay, fine. Therefore, when we do tshuva, we need to do tshuva on all three things, the nefesh, the ruach, and the guf. We were going to explain. Now we're going to see something which is out of this world. We're going to see the Oyrev specializes in these three things. What are they? Avodizara, Giliarayas, and Shrikas Damim. He is the expert par excellence in all of these three things. Really? Now you're going to learn something? I don't know. Maybe you never heard before. When the snake seduced Chava, that Right, we know that um, the snake was a kaifer baker. He said, "God ate from the tree, and He created the world." How did He get? How did He promote that concept 
Who was his loudspeaker? Who took him? Who carried him? What was his transportation? The Tikkun Zayar says he was transported, his voice was promoted, he was carried by the raven. The snake and the raven are the dynamic duo. They get along really well. The snake goes around, he persuades, but what's, who's his voice box and what's his mode of transportation? The raven. Obviously, right? So that's what the Tikkun Zayar said. I'm sure you all knew this before. It's just a, it's worthwhile to remind ourselves what the Malach taught us a while ago. Look at number 21. The bird of heaven carries a voice. The Nachash rides the voice of the raven to someone else. It's mate, the poisonous one. That, that's how the Samachmem connects to Acher. She rides the Oirev. And through the riding on the Oirev, that's how she promotes her um, philosophical ideas. So says Rabbi Shua Heller, number 27, the kfira that the Nachash seduced Chava and said that God ate from the eights and He created the whole world, how did He promote this idea, says Rabbi Shua Heller, based on the Kunei Zayar, through the Oirev. Let me show you another proof. By the way, this would explain an inexplicable Pirkei Dereb The Pirkei Dereb says that when an Oyev is born, what color is an Oyev born? White. One of the reasons why the father leaves it, one is because he thinks that it's an illegitimate child, and another reason the Pirkei Dereb says, he thinks it's a snake. He doesn't think it's his kid. Pirkei Dereb says, look at number 22. So look, umas tachanos. I'm going to say my. When when the when the when. How does he know what the Oreiv thinks his kid is? How does he know he's black? Says kishehin moilidin es b'neiem rayin oisan levanim ubarchim and then they run away. Usrim shem b'nei nachash. They think they're a bunch of snakes. I put the raven and the snake with partners. Why is he running away from the snake? The partners are always the worst, you know. So <laughs> the question is, Pirkei Derevelazar says. That somehow the raven mistakenly thinks its kid is a snake. We don't understand this, says Rabbi Shuheller, in the context of understanding that the raven and the snake are partners. We can understand the, the connection and how one can get mixed up with the other. By the way, here's another interesting Gemara, which is almost inexplicable. Ha'imer la'oyrev. Sarach, ul'orvasar shriki, vachziuli znavech letoiva. Number 23, yeshva mishem Basically, if you make certain recommendations to ravens, it's, it's considered kishof. Ravens? What do ravens have to do with kishof? So Yeshua Heller says, yeah, because <clears throat> they're, they're intertwined with the nachash, with nichash. Okay. Then he says another interesting thing. There's a pasuk in Mishlei, Mekatseraglayim chamas shoysa. One whose legs are cut off drinks robbery. And he sends messages with the fool. So the first part of the Pasuk talks about the guy with cut off legs, and the second part of the Pasuk talks about the foolish messenger. The Yalkut Shemaini says the first part of the Pasuk, who has cut off legs? The Nachash. And the Pirkei of Lezer says, who's the foolish messenger? The Raven. Says Rabbi Shuheller, isn't it interesting? In one Pasuk. The Reisha, the Pasuk, is talking about the snake. The Sefer, the Pasuk, is talking about the raven. Why is that? 
that's because the raven and the snake are, you know, connected at the hip. They are, you know, best buddies. And uh, that's how we kadarsh in one pasuk talking about the raven and the snake. So what do we see from here? The raven and the snake are, um, what, are the, what is it called? Complementary. Complementary. Okay, that, that wasn't the word that I was looking for, but we'll, we'll go with the, it. Joined at the hip. You joined at the hip. Partners in crime. Okay? What about uh, what about Damim? So the partners in crime in Avodah What about the raven? Is the raven specialized in Avodah in uh, Damim? What would you say? Yes, because obviously that's where the shir is going. Good. So the Gemara says that when Cain killed Havel, Adam and Rish and Achav were crying. They know what to do with him. So the raven said, "No problem." The raven killed another raven, and now the raven is dead. And the raven buried it. And, ah, oh, and Adam and knew what to, bear, to do with Hevel. So what do we see from here? The raven also specializes in Ritzicha. Now the truth is, I changed what the Perkut of Rebbe says. It doesn't say the Oyrev killed another raven. It just says the Oyrev buried a dead raven. But Rabbi Yeshua, they have the raven, the raven, Hever Kadisha. So, the, the, uh, Rabbi Yeshua Heller even though our version of the Pekadol doesn't say the raven murdered, but Rabbi Shua Heller quotes a version that the Oyrev killed another raven and buried him. And this is Cain, um, Cain the Ritzicha of Cain. And what about Gilei Arayos? We know three animals had relations on the Teva. One of them was the Oyrev. Ah, oh, says Rabbi Shua Heller number 32, 32. Which correspond to the three components of a person. The Torah has in it three things that stop us from sinning. Lima Torah! Lima Torah counteracts Avoidazara. It's Lima Torah is in the Seichel. It's Mavatel, the Shorish of Avoidazara. That's why the Medrash says, Halavayoisi Azuvitarasi Shamaru! Hamar Shimamazilamutav! Then we have Asiyas HaMitzvahis. The Asiyas HaMitzvahis are Be'evar of Shal Adam. They stop us from sinning with our Evarim, which is what? Shvichas Damim. And then you have some Mitzvahis that combine the Seicha with the Guf, and that is Berchas Hananin, through which a person lives and connects his Guf to his Seichel, and that also counteracts Avoidus Am. Giliarayas, for example, Tefillah. Okay, next paragraph. And this is the grand finale. For all of the, our Tamil Chachamim here, in Yom Gizrael, Kugaran Hills, and whoever's listening, whatever device is over here. Asher Alkein, B'yoyz HaShav, Nisrachek, B'tarem Tshuvasai. When somebody is doing Tshuva, before he does Tshuva, his guf is bad, his Seichel is bad, his Ruach is bad, so now he has to correct all three of these and correct all three ways of the Oyrev. Therefore we say Hashiveinu, Karveinu, Hachazireinu. First we say Hashiveinu, Aminu Secha. The Torah, which is connected to the Seichel, and the Neshama, Nishma Shakai Tevinim. We know that why, are, why is Hashem called an Av to us? Why is, how is Hashem our Father? 
He's not the father of our guf. He's not the father of our ruach. He's the father of the neshama. The reason why the Rebbe Hashem is called our father and he loves us is from our neshama. Therefore, in tshuva, the, the part of tshuva that's doing tshuva for the seichel is through how the Torah, and the Torah is going into the seichel, and al yidei our seichel, Hashem's our father. So we say, Hashivenu avinu l'sayra secha. By the way, that's another major difference between those who are involved in learning and those who are just do mitzvahs. Those who just do mitzvahs, they don't have that relationship of child and father, Takalish Baruch They're only an Evet to the Melech. Okay. Then it talks about the Tshuva of Avodah. This is talking about the Avodah of Mitzvahs and the Avodah of Mitzvahs. We serve Hashem as a Melech. As a Melech. So when it comes to tshuva of the avoida, we say, "Bekarvenu malkenu laavoida secha." And here's the whopper: the zayar says many times that you know what chet does. Chet separates. We would say, "What does chet do? It distances us from God." There's, there's, there are other problems it distances the guf from the neshama. The neshama moves very far away from the guf. And the the averos are mavdil, says the Zayar. What are the averos mavdil? It's mavdil, the neshama that separates from him, from his guf. And the guf remains dry without any source of vitality. And when a person does tshuva, v'hachazirenu, not return us to you, God. Return our soul to our body. In order to return the soul to the body, you need to do tshuva. And therefore, once we do hashveinu avinu l'sara secha, we purify the soul. And we purify the guf, then we say, let's connect the two through the ruach. That the nefesh should return to the guf, and the guf should be purified to be makabal, the tara of the nefesh, b'tshuva shalema. But we say, Lefanecha. We don't say, Vahachizirenu Eilecha, because we're not returning to God. That's not the objective here. It's a good thing. It's Achzirenu B'Shuv Shema, Lefanecha. Lefanecha means, you see to it that when we stand before you, our Guf and Neshama should be Bekeshar. And that corresponds to Shvichas Damim, which is Mafred, the Guf and the Nefesh. And these three things are, the antithesis is the Oyrev. The Oyrev was the Nachash's cohort in crime in Avodah Zara. It specializes in Shvichas Damim. It specializes in Gilei Arayos. And therefore, what bird corresponds to Tshuva? The raven. So next time your mind is wandering during Shemana Esrei, think about Edgar Allan Poe and the black ravens and how you need to repent. Nevermore, nevermore will you sin. Instead, you will, you will recover and fly above. You have to think about the birds, how they fly all the way up to heaven. Tshuva, you fly even further. That's the fifth bracha, Shema Esrei. Be'ezus Hashem, Hashem, Shekiva, Siyat, Deshmaya.
to go through the next 14 more. We have 14 more birds to go. But hopefully, you know, hopefully next year. Fly through it. Very good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.